What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Fazies Take Podcast, episode two. Lot going on. Might be a long show today. I mean, this show might be a freaking hour with how much stuff we got to talk about. We're going to talk about like 15 of the teams and what they got going on. Free agency in the NFL has been ridiculous. Um, I'm recording this intro on Wednesday. So when I actually do record the full podcast, there'll probably be some more stuff. So that's why I say about 15. Um, and as of right now, free agency has been going on for three days and it's crazy. So excited for that. Uh, we're going to talk about the coronavirus and how it's doing because it's thriving, unfortunately for us. Uh, we're going to talk about not only NFL free agency, but NFL trades too. And then we're going to get into the nitty gritty of the free agency. Hey, listen guys, I just want to thank you guys all for the support on the last episode. Um, it did pretty well in my opinion, 35 views, which doesn't sound like much, but to be totally honest with you, that's a lot more than I thought I was going to get. Um, also got a lot of likes on the Facebook page, a lot of follows on the Instagram. Um, like I said, 35 views, that's 35 people taking 20 minutes out of the day to listen to me. And I really do appreciate that guys. The show is going in the right direction. We got an upgrade. We got a microphone now, I'm not talking into my computer. So maybe the quality should be better. Uh, I'm getting a windscreen for the mic too. So if I do sound a little punchy or if there's a lot of wind going into the microphone, hopefully that should be different when I record the full podcast, as long as Amazon doesn't cancel my shipping because this freaking coronavirus that would really piss me off. But, uh, you know, not to, not to focus on the negatives, only positives. All right, we're only going up. But like I said earlier, really want to thank you guys for the support. Hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. Let's get right into the show. Alrighty, good morning, everybody. Good, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you may be listening. Uh, either way, I do appreciate it. Uh, it's happy Friday, even though it may not be Friday, feel like Friday at least, because um, you're probably not at work, you're probably not at school. But it's okay, because it's Friday, all right? We're in a good mood. We got some news broke out this morning. I've been keeping up to date on all the all the latest action in the NFL, because, well, since legal tampering started, it hasn't stopped. So, without further ado, let's get right into the show, because it is going to be a good one. All right, first we got coronavirus update. West Virginia, no longer safe. Okay, West Virginia got its first case of corona. I think it was yesterday. Um, also, update from last time, I, I rattled off a list of sports that had cancellations. And for you horse racing fans, Kentucky Derby was still up in the air. Well, I regret to inform you that it is set to be rescheduled until September. Moment of silence. So, sorry for you horse racing fans. You're going to have to wait till September for that. Uh, NBA is really the, the epicenter for the coronavirus in terms of sports right now. Okay, we now have Jazz, Sixers, Pistons, Nuggets, Nets, Celtics, Lakers all have positive tests. Kevin Durant being one of the players that tested positive. Lakers players have not been released yet, but I think it was CBS posted an article about it and really screwed with us and made LeBron James the cover of the article. Not nice. Okay, I really hope it's not LeBron. He's got a lot of kids, even though he's very healthy, so it probably wouldn't affect him, but that would be bad. Um, yeah, Kevin Durant, one of the players to test positive. The NBA must have just 
take an action really quick because they have gotten all their players tested. Everyone, um, it seems like most teams have been tested and they've got a lot of positive cases. So it's a good thing that they did. Um, another sports figure that tested positive, Sean Payton, coach of the New Orleans Saints, has the coronavirus. So definitely, definitely still alive and well, that corona. It's 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 coming, it's coming strong, and I really do hope that we can figure something out to minimize that, to to flatten the curve, as everyone's saying. So stay safe of that, stay aware of that. Um, NFL announces that they will no longer punish positive marijuana tests, and immediately after, Josh Gordon announces his return. Let's go. So what we smoke <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, the NFL did announce that they will no longer uh, punish positive marijuana tests. I think this is a great thing for the league. Okay, I really do. I think that there uh, is a lot of benefits that weed can give the players uh, because they're out there getting banged up every every day. I mean, practice, games, for a long season, and it just got even longer with the CBA passing. So I think that this could be good, and this could increase player longevity. Uh, overall, I think a great decision by the league. Our NFL trades, literally, literally one hour after the last episode, after I finished recording, the bombshell trade came out. DeAndre Hopkins from the Texans to the Cardinals, David Johnson to the Texans. Everyone was freaking out. And at first, we did not understand. We didn't get it. Everyone's like, Bill O'Brien, what are you doing, dude? I mean, you have the best, or one of the one of the best, if not the best wide receivers in the NFL, and you're just going to send him over to the Cardinals for David Johnson, who's a good running back. But, I mean, arguably out of his prime. And on the, on the not as good days after injury. Um, so... It was a questionable decision, but as soon as they released uh, some information, we now can kind of understand it more um, from DeAndre Hopkins' point of view, at least, uh, why he would want to leave. Okay, they released a statement. Uh, well, they talked to they talked to Michael Irvin. I believe it was on GetUp. They talked to Michael Irvin, and he said, "I'll read the the direct quotes of what he said." Bill O'Brien said to DeAndre Hopkins. Hey, the last time I had to have a meeting like this, it was with Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez, the same guy that was convicted of murder and just commits suicide in prison and has a documentary made out of him and all this controversy. Bill O'Brien compared DeAndre Hopkins to Aaron Hernandez. DeAndre Hopkins said to Michael Irvin whenever he talked to him later, that blew my mind that he would even bring that up. I've never been in any trouble. I don't know why he would equate me with Aaron Hernandez. <clears throat> well, DeAndre, we all agree with you. I'll let you know. No one is questioning your judgment. Uh, and that brings us to this week's Dingus of the Week, Bill O'Brien. For those of you that don't know, Dingus of the Week is an award that is given to the biggest dummy of the week. And this week, we asked the question... Are you stupid? To my main man, Bill O'Brien. Bill, what are you doing? You have... 
so many things that you could say in that meeting room. So many, so many one-liners to start off with. And you start off with the last time I had to have a meeting like this was with Aaron Hernandez. Absolute genius. Way to go. Shout out Bill O'Brien this week's Dingus of the Week. And I'm sure will be a Dingus of the Week many times. Next big trade, we got Stephon Diggs from the Vikings over to the Bills. Bills send over four picks, three in this draft, one in the next. Stephon Diggs, I mean, that, that could be a great move. Uh, I'll talk about that later with, with the Bills and all they've acquired, but I think that that's a great move uh, for both teams, to be totally honest with you. Uh, next trade, we got Kalias Campbell to the Jaguars for a pick. Or Kalias Campbell, not to the Jaguars, sorry, to the Ravens from the Jaguars for a pick. Also, I think a very good move. Uh, I'll talk about that later. Ravens really stacking up the defense. Um, and then our last big trade uh, just happened yesterday, I believe, is Darius Slay to the Eagles for two picks in the draft. Um, Darius Slay, <clears throat> I heard this morning on Get Up, said that he was not happy with Matt Patricia. And then Matt Patricia told him that he was not elite and that he didn't need to be working out with the elites because he was not elite. <clears throat> Very interesting choice of words. Matt Patricia, you're lucky that just happened today because you could have been the dingus of the week, but you're not. But now we get in to the excitement. NFL free agency. This is the song sung by a lot of players over the last three days. Okay, there has been money thrown around in this league like it's nobody's business. Hundreds of millions, probably, definitely up in the billions of dollars have been thrown around. And we are going to talk about it all. But first, I want to explain one thing. Uh, one term that comes up a lot that will continue to come up that I did not quite understand what it meant up until recently is the meaning of a franchise tag. Okay. Um, a franchise tag, what it is is a one-year contract that has a predetermined salary for the player that they give it to. Okay. And there's three types of franchise tags. There's an exclusive franchise tag, which means that the player's locked in with the team and cannot negotiate with any other teams. There's a non-exclusive franchise tag, which means that they're, the player is allowed to negotiate with other teams, but if a, a, uh, sorry, if a competing team makes a free agent offer, the team that he's coming from has the right to match it. And then there's a transition tag, uh, which is similar to the non-exclusive tag. Uh, and the player, instead of getting the average of the top five salaries by position, like a franchise tag would get, they get the average of the top 10 salaries of their position, um, so it'll be a little bit lower. Uh, but yeah, like I said, top five uh, salaries in that position averaged or 120% of the player's salary from the previous season. I believe that's one, it's uh, whichever one's higher, I think. Uh, so... I have the values here. I'm not going to read them all off because that'd be a waste of time, and I got a lot to talk about. But um, some of the notable ones, a quarterback, 
uh, franchise tag is going to come in at $26.8 million. Uh, just, just to give you, and then like a transition tag for a quarterback would come in around 24.8 million. So just a slight difference there. Um, but that just gives you an idea of kind of what a franchise tag is for whenever I'm talking about it later. First team we're going to talk about Miami Dolphins. In my opinion, fantastic moves on free agency. Now the, the Miami Dolphins are an example of <clears throat> how, you go throughout the season and you look at a team and what they're doing and you say, I don't understand why they would make this move. Why would they give this player up? Why would they do this? Why would they do that? And then you get to free agency and you're like, okay, it all makes sense now. Now I get it. The Dolphins are one of them. When they gave away Magic Minka, cleared up some cap space, didn't understand it. But now that they're making all these big moves, let's go over what they did because they really stacked up the defense here. They signed Byron Jones. From the Cowboys, five years, $82.5 million, $57 million guaranteed. Holy crap, that's a lot of dough. They signed Kyle Vinoy from the Patriots, four years, $51 million. They signed defensive end Shaq Lawson, three years, $30 million. And former Chief Super Bowl champion defensive end Emmanuel Ogba. Two years, $15 million, seven and a half guaranteed. This also leaves them with now three first-round picks in the next draft. So what do they do? Do they take Tua? Do they take Herbert? Do they take Love? Because they have to take a quarterback. I mean, Fitzmagic is good, but he's not, he's not there. They're going to have to take a quarterback, obviously. Uh, but they have two more picks. So they're definitely going to end up with some good talent coming out of the first round. Next team, Browns, adding some offense to their team. They sign Austin Hooper from the Falcons, four years, $44 million, $23 million guaranteed, making him the highest paid tight end in the NFL. Not to the discredit of Austin Hooper, but that is unbelievable. Austin Hooper is the, t- the highest paid tight end in the NFL. He's getting paid more than Travis Kelsey, more than George Kittle, more than Hunter Henry, who are all arguably better than him. So that's an interesting one. Good for him, though, making a lot of dough. Uh, They also sign Case Keenum, who has made his way around. Okay. He was here in St. Louis with the Rams. He was in Minnesota, did great with the Vikings. Then he went to the Redskins, I do believe. And now he's in Cleveland. Uh, Three years, $18 million, $10 million guaranteed. Doesn't really sound like a starter salary. So maybe they're not planning on starting him. Maybe they're planning on uh, having him help out. But they also have Alex Smith. So I don't know. That's that's an interesting sign. And that brings us to... Uh, one of my takes, a Fazy's take, which is always a good take because it's a Fazy's take. And that is until coaching works itself out, it does not matter how many weapons you have. In my opinion, the Browns are still going to be trash unless they can figure out the coaching situation, which they did get rid of Freddie Kitchens, okay? They are, they are trying to work it out. 
But until that coaching situation works itself out, it doesn't matter how many how many good players they have. They have Odell. They have Jarvis Landry. They have Nick Chubb. They have playmakers. They have uh, Njoku at tight end. He's a good tight end. They've had playmakers, and they cannot win. So until coaching works itself out there, I don't see anything big coming out of that. Next team, Cowboys, sticking with their guns, not making too many moves <clears throat> to go out and get players. They keep Dak Prescott. They give him uh, an exclusive franchise tag like we talked about earlier. That's going to be valued at around $33 million. They keep Amari Cooper. They paid the crap out of Amari Cooper. Five years, $100 million, $60 million guaranteed. That is a lot of money. Good for you, Amari Cooper. Go ball out. Uh, they keep their tight end, Blake Jarwin, <clears throat> because they did lose Jason Witten to the Raiders. And they keep veteran linebacker Sean Lee. So Cowboys, not making too many outsider moves. Jerry is happy. Hey, Jerry is happy with what they got going on. That was a horrible Jerry Jones impression, but you get the point. <clears throat> Next team, Texans. Not as dumb as people think, in my opinion. I think the Texans really got... Trying to watch my language here. I'm trying to get on iTunes. Don't want to say anything bad. Really got pooped on by the media after the DeAndre Hopkins trade. Okay, but they did acquire David Johnson from that trade, who was a good running back. <clears throat> they also went out and signed Randall Cobb to a three-year deal, $27 million, $18.75 million guaranteed. They keep Bradley Roby, who is a good corner to a three-year, $36 million deal. And they also keep Darren Fells, their tight end, to a two-year, $7 million deal. They're keeping good pieces to the puzzle. And they signed a good wide receiver who is not going to completely fill the, the crack that DeAndre Hopkins will leave. But he'll do a good job there. And I think that he will perform to a high level. Next team, Patriots. Most obviously, <clears throat> losing Tom Brady overall, they're losing a lot of key players here. Now, they do keep Devin McCourty, a uh, two-year, $23 million deal, and they franchise tag Joe Thune like we talked about last week. So they are keeping some good talent, but they lose Calvin Oy to the Dolphins. They lose Jamie Collins to the Lions. And they lose Tom Brady to the Bucks. What are they going to do at quarterback? Who knows? Does Bill have something up his sleeve? Probably. It's Bill Belichick. He's always got something up his sleeve. Nobody knows what that man's thinking. Mainly because when you ask him what he's thinking, he just says, we're just focusing on Cincinnati. <clears throat> Nobody knows what's inside that man's head. So what they're going to do at quarterback, <clears throat> I guess we will see. Man, I, my throat. I don't have corona, I promise. But <clears throat> Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, next team, Raiders, beef up the defense and add Marcus Mariota to quarterback. Okay, is this a good move? I don't exactly know, but this does bring us to our first outsider take. Uh, my cousin Jackson Graves, shout out to Jackson, big Raiders fan. Uh, and I asked him for his opinion on the situation with Marcus Mariota coming in at quarterback. And uh, he sent me this. He said, as a Raiders fan... My opinion may be a little biased, obviously, but 
I believe if Las Vegas can get a solid receiver in the draft or in the trade, that Derek Carr can get back into his nearly MVP form from 2016. That's a bold take. Bold take from Jackson. Uh, he follows that with coming into a third straight year with the same offense helps a lot. Uh, everyone outside of the Raiders thinks that they should move on from him, but I believe the Raiders have gone out and got Mariota to push Carr. If he starts playing terrible this year, maybe Marcus gets thrown in there. They signed him because he's a backup with some upside. But all in all, I think the Raiders believe in Derek Carr and are going to do everything they can to give him more weapons and make him as good as possible. Thank you, Jackson, for that take. Jackson will probably be on the show at some point, so listen for him. But uh, you heard it there first from a Raiders fan. Thinks that this is a, a good thing for the organization. They also signed uh, Corey Littleton, linebacker from the Rams, to a 3 or $36 million deal. He's good. They signed Eli Apple, corner from the Saints. They signed Nick Kwiatkowski. Kwiatkowski? Kwiat- I don't know. Dude's got a hell of a last name. But they signed a linebacker whose name's Nick. <clears throat> uh, to a three-year, $21 million contract, and uh, defensive end Carl Najib to a three-year, $25 million contract. So doling out some dough, but are picking up some crucial defensive pieces that could help them next year. Okay, Raiders, I, a lot of people forget. What was it, two years ago, three years ago? I mean, they were a contender. If Derek Carr would not have broken his pinky, they were Super Bowl contenders. So good for them. Hope they can get back up there. Um Next team, Buffalo Bills. <clears throat> Buffalo Bills are setting up to continue their improvement. They did really good last year, and they want to build upon that. They signed Josh Norman to a one-year $6 million deal, and they acquired Stefan Diggs, like I talked about, <clears throat> from a trade. Brings us to another phases take. My take on this, the Bills are serious contenders, especially with Brady getting out of the division. I think that division is theirs. Uh, big three in Josh Allen, Devin Singletary, who proved to be great last year, and Stephon Diggs. I mean, they could give some people some real problems next year. Buffalo is coming. They're going to jump on your tables. They're going to stomp on your dreams. And they're going to make the playoffs, not a doubt in my mind. Next team, Ravens, stacking up the D-line. They keep their outside linebacker, Matt Judden. They also sign defensive tackle Michael Brockers to a three-year $30 million deal, $21 million guaranteed. And like I said earlier, they acquire Calais Campbell in a trade. Okay, Ravens already have proven that their offense can shine. They have a robot at quarterback. There is nothing that Lamar Jackson cannot do. So they have a robot at quarterback. They have Mark Ingram, a beast of a man at running back. They have Hollywood Brown, young stud on wide receiver. And now they're stacking up pieces of their defense, too. So Ravens, looking for a good year next year, hopefully not to get knocked out of the playoffs early like they did this year. <clears throat> next team, Chargers. Now, we do know the Chargers did lose Phillip Rivers. Uh, this is not new information. He announced that he was parting ways from the team months ago. Um. <clears throat> But they do keep Austin Eckler, who had a great year last year. Uh, signed him to a four-year, $24.5 million deal. They franchise tag tight end Hunter Henry. That franchise tag is valued at $10.6 million. One of the best tight ends in the league. Uh, they sign 
Chris Harris, who had his days and is still a very good corner. Uh, I think he had 56 tackles last season. <clears throat> hmm. So, great job uh, signing him. Chris Harris, two years, $17 million. Now, where do they go with quarterback? Do they draft a quarterback? Most likely. Who do they draft? I don't know. Do they go after Cam Newton? There's talks that Cam Newton could end up in New England. That would be weird. From someone uh, that watches a lot of football and has been watching the NFL for a long time, seeing Cam Newton in a Patriots uniform would be weird. But seeing him in a Chargers uniform would be weird too, don't get me wrong. Do they go after a, a guy that's been in the league, or do they put all their faith in a rookie? We shall see. Okay, this draft is going gonna, is gonna to give us a lot of information on what's going to happen next season. Okay, this draft is going to be big. A lot of good quarterbacks, a lot of good players going to good teams. Next team, the Bears. Duh, Bears. Looking to bounce back from last season's disappointment because it was. Very big disappointment. Mitch Trubisky had more memes made about him than passes completed. Um, he was garbage. I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. He sucked. I thought Teddy Bridgewater was gonna go to Chicago, but since he's not, maybe Cam Newton ends up in Chicago. I think that's a very big possibility. Um, oh wait, no, it's not. Nick Foles is there now. What am I saying? I need to read more of my notes. I get off topic. I get I get off too quick. <clears throat> but we'll talk about that in a second. Um, they signed Jimmy Graham to a two-year, $16 million deal. They signed Robert Quinn, who I've seen firsthand. He can wreck an offense. Okay, here in St. Louis, he did very well. Five years, $70 million, $30 million guaranteed. They keep Danny Trevathan at linebacker. He's been solid his whole career. And they acquire Nick Foles. In a trade. And what I think is the worst trade that has happened so far. If I'm a Bears fan, I am pissed. Okay? This is a phase's take, by the way. All, all right. All 100% correct. Phase's take. The Jaguars have now taken on $18.75 million in dead money from Nick Foles. And are left with Gardner Minshew, an off-and-on youngster at quarterback. Foles seems like he is very similar in play style to Mitch Trubisky. So, like I said, if I'm a Bears fan, I'm pissed. I want something new. I want to change. I'm tired of losing. Okay? I'm tired of hitting balls off the uprights. So I went out and got a new kicker. Tired of throwing incomplete passes, so I went out and got a quarterback who might throw more incomplete passes. I think they should have went after Newton, but they went after Nick Foles. Okay, next team, Lions. The Detroit Lions, in my opinion, have been making some good moves. They signed linebacker Jamie Collins to a three-year, $30 million deal. He had 81 total tackles in 2019. Great linebacker, I think they're getting there. They also signed Desmond Trufant. Okay, who was dropped by the Falcons. Two-year, $21 million deal. And defensive lineman, Danny Shelton. Another face he's take coming at you hot. Same situation as Cleveland here. Okay, until coaching is straightened out, it doesn't matter how much talent they bring in. In their situation, they're bringing talent in on the defensive side of the ball. 
Uh, they signed Chase Daniels to a contract at quarterback, but I doubt he'll play. But either way, it doesn't matter how much talent you bring in. Okay, until the coaching situation is straightened out, you're not going to get wins. Next team, Colts making some big moves. They signed Phillip Rivers to a $25 million deal. This is confusing to me, okay, because Phillip Rivers is good. Okay, don't get me wrong. Is he a $25 million quarterback? At his age and his stature, probably. But they already got Jacoby Brissett. Is he going to sit again? Is Philip Rivers going to mentor him while he starts? If they sit him again, I, I mean, that is very confusing for Jacoby Brissett. He's a backup in, in uh, New England. Then he gets a few starts when Brady's suspended. Then he gets traded. He's a backup for Luck. Then he gets to start whenever Luck retires. Now he's going to be a backup again on the same team? It's going to be an interesting situation. Excited to see what they do there. Maybe Jacoby goes back to New England. We shall see. They also get DeForest Buckner from a trade that gives the 49ers two first-round picks. The defending Super Bowl runner-ups. Runners, runner-ups, runners-up. Runners-up, yeah, definitely that. The defending Super Bowl runners-up. That sounds stupid. Okay, I'm not going to say it. The defending second-place team has two first-round picks. That could be dangerous. We'll see where that goes. Next team, Titans. They're keeping their stars, and they're adding another one. Okay, they keep Ryan Tannehill to a four-year, $118 million deal, $62 million guaranteed. Ryan Tannehill is making $118 million on a contract. Quick math tells me that that is a lot of money, and a lot more money than he should be getting paid. Especially considering that Derrick Henry just got franchise tagged. What's the franchise tag value for Derrick Henry at running back? $10.2 million. Very interesting. Uh, Tyron Matthews said it best. <clears throat> they're paying the wrong guy. They're paying the quarterback who's not throwing the ball, and they're short-chopping the running back who won them games and brought them to the AFC Championship. On top of that, they signed Vic Beasley, a great edge rusher, uh, to a one-year $9.5 million deal. So Titans, looking to get back to that AFC Championship next year, maybe get back, maybe get to the Super Bowl. Okay, great coaching down there, hence why they're good. <coughs> Cleveland, <coughs> Detroit, look what good coaching does, wins you games. Next team, Falcons. Building off their losses, okay? They cut Devon Freeman, Devontae Freeman. They signed Todd Gurley today. Hasn't been released how much money, but they cut Devontae Freeman, signed Todd Gurley. They lose Austin Hooper to the Browns. They signed Hayden Hurst, who is a really good tight end and a hell of an athlete. I was listening to the Pat McAfee show, and they were talking about this kid, and he was in the MLB. He threw the ball very hard in the 90s, upper 90s. <clears throat> And once he got drafted, he just got cold feet and couldn't find the strike zone. So he said, okay, I'll just go to the NFL, play tight end. Freak athlete over there. Uh, but definitely very excited to see what he does in Atlanta. They also sign defensive end Dante Fowler from the Rams. 58 total tackles last year, 11 and a half sacks. So Falcons, even though they did lose Vic Beasley, 
They're signing Dante Fowler, who's a good pickup. All right, last team we're going to talk about, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Signed Tom Brady, the biggest story in sports. Signed Tom Brady to a two-year, $30-plus million deal. It was just released today that it's going to be two years, but the dollar amount has not come out yet. It'll be over $30 million. That's no question. They also keep linebacker Shaquille Barrett, who led the NFL in sacks last year, 19 and a half, and at 58 total tackles. He's a stud. So Tampa Bay, their odds after signing Tom Brady for the Super Bowl went from 40 to 1 to 22 to 1 overnight. Uh, Tom Brady shared a picture on Instagram this morning officially signing the contract. So very excited to see what that uh, goes next year. I actually shared a, a meme on my Facebook. Not on the Faces Take Facebook. I should have done that. Uh, but as a picture of Tom Brady, it says, if you weren't with us when we went 7-9, uh, don't be with us when we go 8-8. Eight and eight. Pretty funny, but I don't know what they're going to do, to be honest. I don't know if they're going to win games because of Brady or lose more games because of Brady. Because like, like I said last time, Tom Brady, not what he used to be. Okay, and then the last move we're going to talk about, Teddy Bridgewater signs a three-year, 60-something million dollar deal, most likely. Nothing's been released on that yet. But let me tell you, I guessed, I don't think I know much about the money side of football. But I said, well, he just got signed. They haven't released anything. It's probably be about three years. And I was guessed 65 million. And I look on, I think it was Schefter's Twitter. And it said, probably going to be a three-year deal. Probably going to be around 60-something million dollars. I'm like, man, I am good at this. I should be on ESPN. Probably not. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater went 5-0 and with Saints last year. That upped his value a lot. So very excited to see if he can turn around that Carolina team. Uh, they, they got a new coach in. Cam's probably not going to be back. Cam's definitely not going to be back. So let's see what they can do. Now, still on the board is Jadavion Clowney who claims he just wants to go to a contender. He's not worried about the money. But Jadavion Clowney's still on the board. Jameis Winston's still on the board. Tom Brady just came in and took his spot without even playing a, game, a practice. So, Jameis Winston's still on the board. Emmanuel Sanders, I think the 49ers will re-sign him, but he is, <clears throat> as of right now, still on the board. Logan Ryan, the former Patriot, uh, on the Titans now. Picked off Tom Brady's last pass as a New England Patriot. Love the guy for that. Uh, Logan Ryan still on the board. And Eric Ebron, veteran tight end, also still on the board. So very excited to see what happens with those guys in the near future. Wow. Show probably wasn't as long as I thought it was going to be. But man, am I out of breath. <clears throat> I am out of breath, and I'm tired of clearing my throat. I'm sure it's annoying the hell out of all you guys, so I apologize. But I do want to really thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you guys coming on and giving a little bit more of your time to me today. Follow me on, ah, follow me on Instagram, at the Phases Take Podcast, at Phases Take Podcast. Like me on Facebook, at Phases Take Podcast. Follow me on SoundCloud, which you're on right now. Hopefully... I will be on iTunes very soon. I'm in review to get on iTunes. I hope you guys enjoyed the new microphone. I hope not having the windscreen on it wasn't too big of a problem right now. I hope I'm not blowing in your faces. <clears throat> but yeah, thank you guys for listening. 
follow me on social media to see what's going on next and see what's going on when I'm not recording. And I hope you guys have a great weekend. Stay away from the corona. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. This has been the Phase to Take Podcast.